Hey everyone, welcome to Talking Pass Management again. Today is a very special episode with Henry Mott, SIPA president again. And we're doing it a little bit different this time. Actually, normally I interview uh, my guests, but this time we took all of the questions from yourselves, from the viewers, the listeners, uh, everybody that commented, from the pest control industry. And we discussed them in an interview format, which I found was really, really good. So I hope you enjoy. Henry, welcome again to Talking Pest Management. Glad to have you. Well, yeah, thank you very much, Daniel. It's nice to be back again. Um, I've been watching many of these uh, that you've been doing over the past 12 months. I hope that people find them useful, um, and I certainly do. Um, and uh, looking forward to seeing some more coming along. But yeah, thanks again for having me. Yeah. Back. <laughs> and thank you. So, Henry, this one's going to be really interesting because uh, you and I we gathered some questions we've gotten from you know members, non-members, uh, literally anybody could uh, send in some questions, and we picked some uh, that we want to discuss today and answer today because um, obviously you and I we uh, are, you know we mingle about all of of the SEPA topics and we try to help and we we know what it's all about but um, um, the the pest control that's just started their business two years ago or even a mid-sized pest control company that hasn't dealt with SEPA in depth yet only with the national associations they do have some questions so um, sure. I think it's around 10-12 questions uh, let's dig into it okay I'll first do my one. best <laughs> <laughs> uh, first one is um, uh, again, explain what SEPA is, actually. So very basic grassroots question. I'm going to fire it on to you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it's a question I do get asked quite a lot, particularly from grassroots companies that feel that SEPA is maybe an organization that, that they heard about, but have obviously no concept mm. about what it actually did and what it does. It's probably worth just reflecting a very brief potted history. Um, so SEPA did start up back in the mid 70s, I think it was in 1973 or six, something around there. And, and its original, original objective then was to get national associations around a table. Um, so the national associations could in effect uh, represent uh, a united front in terms of uh, the industry as a whole and portray the positive impacts of that industry to the relevant authorities, the EU, um, or whatever other organizations existed around that time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for many, many years, that's uh, what it did um, to a lesser or greater extent. Who knows? I wasn't there at the time, so I can't say whether they were successful or not. Um, latterly, um, uh, the, uh, the, the criteria changed, so uh, it allowed companies to join. So I can't give you a, a sort of time scales in terms of when companies started joining, but I think you know probably uh, in the in the in the uh, in the in the 90s and maybe the beginning of the the, the 21st century, then companies started coming in um, or and other interested stakeholders, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's grown now to I think we have over 70 70 members, um, and the mixture has completely changed. So actually now the majority of the the membership are um uh, companies rather than national associations mm -hmm. and those companies are manufacturers um and servicing companies um uh, as well as obviously the national and regional associations themselves but other interested stakeholders um 
that have um, uh, have a part to play with an industry. So we have end users, um, not enough end users, I have to say. Um, and that's something in there we really want to look forward to. And we have a lot of other, uh, what I would call small and medium enterprises as well that have joined so it's not just multi-million or multi-billion pound pest control companies have a lot of companies like yourself daniel that are you know um would be classed as medium or enterprises yeah um and i think that gives um us as an organization uh the benefit of being much more rounded in our approach uh to the industry as a whole as opposed to just simply being focused in on um one specific area mm. um so um, I think the question was, is, is, is what, what does CEPA actually do? Is that? Yeah, we're going to go uh, dig a little bit deeper in, in mm. a bit with, with, with some other questions on what CEPA actually does. does. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. For the interest, et cetera. But you can, you can uh, yeah. explain a little bit now if you want to. Well, so, um, uh, so remind me again of the actual original question. because <laughs> uh, it, it basically said, again, explain what CEPA is. <laughs> what CEPA is. Okay, yeah. So, so what, CEPA, what CEPA is not... I think it's probably a good way of uh, actually doing it. What CEPA is not, because some people have got confused around the CEPA certification, which is where a lot of people have heard of us. So the standard that appears and the stamp that appears on a CEPA certified company, we're not a certifying body. We don't certify at all. All of the certification is carried out by independent companies, both international companies like Bureau Veritas, or DQS that people be heard of, or also more regional other certifying bodies that operate in individual countries. Mm -hmm. And those certifying bodies are controlled by the national or regional associations that operate within those countries. They are the ones that receive the income from it, um, as well as obviously the certifying bodies. And they are the ones that control it overall. Um, what CEPA what, what CEPA is, um, and what I believe it should be, um, is a uh, largely a lobbying organization that defends our industry, not mm -hmm. only in terms of the, uh, the toolbox, as we like yeah. to, to, to call it. So, um, you know, to talk about the products, which is the toolbox, yeah. but also the methodology behind using that toolbox as well. Yeah, um, I, I regularly have this conversation with with all sorts of people where they're talking about products um, and the importance of maintaining the products. But yeah. the products that we have, if you can't use them in the way they're meant to be used, they serve no purpose. So it's both of those. Yeah. Um, uh, and, 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 I, and I believe that's probably the major role for for CEPA now and in the future. I guess so. Yeah, it's funny, though, because um, a lot of people also ask me this, um, uh, and it's, it's going to be one of the questions later on, but um, um, as pest controllers, we do deliver a service. That's what we're known most for. Obviously, there's a whole chain of distributors, manufacturers, etc. behind it, and, and also the customers. But the main product or what we actually do and um, stand for is obviously a service, which includes most of the times biocides um you know rodenticides insecticides um you know uh, and consumers retailers probably call it poisons um or anything like that we we don't really like the name but um you know this this is most of the time a discussion point and a reason why people 
are highlighting us and looking at the products we use instead of our um, industry as a whole, right? So the discussion around a toolbox, uh, some people like to do it this way, some people do like to do it that way, whereas sometimes the fields in which they operate are totally different and it's really hard to put it all into, under one big umbrella, right? So. No, okay. Well, yeah, you, you raise an interesting point. I, I, I think um, uh, one of the, what people, this is a concept that, some people understand quite easily and some people find it harder to grasp and I can understand why. Um, the professional pest management um, business you know, about delivering a service, as you rightly put, yeah, um, is a service that, yes, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we, we do use products, we use a whole range of products, but what we are not are bar side users. And people say, oh, people say, oh, yeah, but you are your bar side use because you're putting out bar. No, no, we're not. We're professional pest controllers, um, and who who use products. We use the products that we're allowed to use. Exactly. We, as professional pest controllers, don't make those decisions on what products we can use or how we can use them. We we, we simply, simple terms. We purchase something, we read the label, we apply it, but we're applying that based on the knowledge and the experience and the skill that we have. Yeah. So the toolbox, the biggest, the bigger the toolbox that we have available for us, the more effective that we can become. But what we are not, um, as, pet, as professional pest management, in my opinion, and I think you know, hopefully everybody agrees on this, um, uh, we, we're not, we're not um, experts in biocides, we're experts in pest control. Exactly. It's, it's similar in my eyes. If uh, you know, there's a friend of mine has a company that paints houses or churches, etc. And obviously the paint, you know, if you would drink large uh, uh, quantities of it, you would die. There's various symbols, uh, hazardous symbols on it. But um, obviously the industry in the past decades or 100 years has worked on making these products more sustainable, etc. So it's an iterative process that's an inheritive in, in every industry as such. So um, it, it's, you know, we should not be, in fact, be, I agree with you reduced to users of paint or uh, traps or biocides or whatnot yeah. we, 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 we we absolutely devalue our 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 industry you know, exactly. if we if we align ourselves with oh, we're only as good as the products we're allowed to use yeah. um, uh, you know if, if 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 that was the case then you know, why why bother why bother why bother training? Why, why no? Exactly. Why bother <laughs> yeah. training? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just go go to your hardware store, pick up a chemical. That's it. Exactly. You're done. Yeah. Why do you even need us? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is in, in in my eyes also. This is the value of our industry: the knowledge and uh, the organizations, and um, you know all the strategies that we have to prevent and control pests that are you know a threat to um, food uh, and hence to humans so i think uh, we, we can all be pretty proud about what we do actually we're, we're small doctors maybe a little bit we're helping people yeah yeah i mean th this is an analogy and i you know i, I used years ago and i've noticed that other people have picked it up but yeah, i remember standing exactly. in front of a crowd and i'm saying really um uh, that this 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 is how this is how I approach pest management and how I think everybody that's doing it right does it is that, um, uh, and the analogy I use is that maybe 25, 30 years ago or longer, a man walks in or a person walks into a doctor's and says, um, uh, I'm not feeling very well. Um, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm walking up the stairs. I'm out of breath. Uh, 
uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the doctor might take the blood pressure, do some basic tests and say, oh, here you are, have some pills. Whereas I would like to think now that a doctor would say, well, OK, let's just look at the underlying reasons to why this is. And before we start issuing pills, let's see what your weight is. Well, can we do something about your weight? Can we do something about your diet? Maybe that might improve things. True. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe your stress levels at work are far too high and you're doing far too yeah. much. And perhaps <laughs> you need to look at that, your work-life balance, all those sorts of things. And then once yeah. we've eliminated all those things, if we're still in the same situation and you're still ill, well, okay, let's prescribe a pill. Um, and that is what pest management is. It's no different. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be anyway. It is, in my eyes, the best comparison and uh, analogy that exists out there. It makes things proper clear in my eyes. Uh, I, I remember you, you basically, you own the copyright against it. I think you, you said it once in a speech in somewhere in Brussels and I instantly got it. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and that mantra, um, if you have that, you know, sort of talking right down, we talk, I know you said this questions from grassroots, talking right on a grassroots level. Um, exactly. You know, we, we all know IPM, it's been rammed down our throats, but sometimes you just have to put it into some simple terms that um that everybody can relate to and when you do that um to a customer they get it yeah agreed because one thing that i have uh, learned about our industry that externals do not really understand easily what we do uh if you say you're a doctor all right you're a lawyer all right you're a banker okay yeah you know you're a soccer player everybody understands that but what we do we have to explain because um, also, in all honesty, um, a pest controller is not always like the other pest controller. You know, some companies focus on the retail market, some focus on uh, larger food sites, some on supermarkets, some do only insects, some are specialized in rodents. So um, it's 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 really very black and white, and that makes our industry so diverse and interesting. Yeah, uh, um, uh, and you hit the nail on the head. And unfortunately, um, we make a rod for our own back. Again, I'm repeating myself, but... Um, uh, we associate ourselves with killers at our peril. Yeah. Um, and uh, you only have to look at, uh, and I'm sure it's the same in, in Germany as it is in the UK, at the names of companies. Yeah, um, like our uh, company, uh, Rent to Kill, one of the most famous and biggest companies yeah, in our industry. You know, yeah. Rent to yeah. Kill. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's or, there is no way, I think I've said this before, I thought I'll probably have said everything I tell you today many times before, but if a group of people were sitting around a table wanted to come up with a company name and somebody said, why don't we call ourselves rent to kill in the 21st century? They would probably be out of a job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably. Yeah. It, you know, but, but we are, where we're at, but, but, but still now new people coming onto the scene, you know, I'm sure it happens here. There's companies setting up all the time and there's still this underlying uh, um, sense of, um, I'm out to destroy. Oh yeah, or yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, don't you don't you worry. I'll wipe every <laughs> alien off the planet. Yeah. And You're it's right. just God Almighty. You know, when are we going to wake up and smell the coffee? Uh, <laughs> times have moved on, um, uh, and and it's no, you know, we're not going to wipe everything off. What we're going to do is keep your business safe. 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I sometimes wonder um, where does it come from? You know, what's the history and why do you have people have such a um, an impression of pest management? And I remember back in the days, my parents actually both started working at Renekill. So funnily enough, my mother started it like in the 80s. She started working with Renekill uh, in Germany. And I remember that my, my father was a um, he was a branch manager for Renekill and he um, has some technicians under him that most of the time they would, would actually spray and, and fog. And, um, you know, spraying and fogging is, I think, decreased from, let's say, 78% of the time uh, that, that you did it. It was one of the biggest uh, uh, parts um, in, our, uh, in our service industry, uh, um, shared one of the biggest parts in volume. And, and now we're solely doing it. You know, everybody's gel baiting or uh, doing other things and using pheromones or whatnot. So there are better methods. And I think that it's stuck in the minds of people, also with the Ghostbusters, with a big thing and the gas mask, etc. So maybe that impression has lasted but uh, um, that's why we exist. We're uh, here to educate and, and uh, let people know it's it's a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, I, God, I, I mirrored your father because I was exactly the same working in London for, you know, um, Rent-A-Kill. <laughs> I started as, you know, uh, um, uh, all the way through the usual sorts of routes. And, and um, uh, you know, you are a, pr- you are a product of, of um, what you're taught. Um and um, what was allowed, and it's, it's different environment, you know, and yeah, it's in the past, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's head to the next question. So, um, what has happened the past five years? I mean, we did discuss a bit of it, but some people are asking me, um, you know, I've, uh, some of them uh, told me, you know, I've always always just been uh, participating in the national associations meetings and I didn't even have a look or got an update of my national association of what CEPA did in the past five years. We remember them from being a certifying body, but what happened the past five years? We've also been working, you know, with um, Paloma and, and her team um, pretty heavily so all of these things um, had an impact uh, so uh, yeah if, if you would wrap it up how would you describe it okay um, well um, I think like all uh, organizations from time to time they have to sit back take a good hard look at themselves and um, uh, look at the areas where, where, where they're perhaps not performing so well um, or where things aren't aren't necessarily clear um and one of the biggest issues that we had with CEPA is as i said it's been around for god no you know 50 years um and nobody really had taken hold of the basic fundamentals of running any organization any organization which is um uh, get hold of the statutes <laughs> um all very boring stuff yeah. Oh, yeah get hold get hold of the rules you know, let's have a look at these. Let's see exactly what what they are and um, uh, decide whether they're still fit for purpose. And they weren't. Um, uh, and whilst, you know, to the average Joe on the street, perhaps wouldn't and quite understandably doesn't have a lot of interest in that, um, we certainly spent the best part of a, a, a year just sorting that out. And one of the fundamental changes that we came to realise was that... Um, uh, which links into I think your question about um, uh, you know involvement from other people um, was that uh, CEPA is a conf- stands for a Confederation of European Pest Associations. Um, <clears throat> blatantly, yeah, um, it no longer is a Confederation of European Pest Associations. The membership, as I alluded to earlier, was largely made up of companies. 
both manufacturers, distributors, um, and uh, pest control companies. But we couldn't simply say, oh, we're going to change our name because the name is synonymous with you know, what we've been doing for over, over all of these years. So how could we how could we keep hold of the name but actually ad, adapt ad, adapt the uh, organisation to fit the current mm. situation? And that was largely through the, through the statutes and through 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 the rules. So to make it absolutely clear, while SEPA is a brand, we are not a confederation. We are an association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're an association that means anybody can join, and this. Um, might surprise people, but we have, um, uh, we're currently going through now actually, which I think um, may have been signed off, I should know, but certainly um, it will be in June, um, is that the the new uh, um, uh, fees around membership are kicking in. So you can become a member for of SEPA uh, for as little of, of around 1500 euros per annum, which means we're absolutely open, open door to any company, yep. particularly pest management companies, because that's who we represent. Yep. Yeah, we represent the pest management industry, yep. um, as well as other stakeholders, can join. They have equal rights. <coughs> you might be, the people looking at this might be surprised to know that in the past that it wasn't a one member, one vote situation. It was a block voting situation. Um, but now it's one member, one vote. Uh, the board is elected on a rotational basis. So if you want to get involved with it um, at the European level and the level that SEPA does, there is nothing stopping anybody involved in this business, involved in this industry, uh, um, joining SEPA, getting onto the board. And if they're really inclined um, and there is, um, uh, um, <clears throat> what's the phrase, uh, as uh, as crazy as me, they could even uh, even want to become a president, <laughs> or even be a president, because I've been doing this now for a number of years, and uh, um, this isn't a resignation speech, I should say, but but you know I, I can't carry on, I shouldn't carry on forever. I've I've gone on longer than I probably should um, for any association, but we are really really I wouldn't say desperate, but we're really keen to to to, to bring new members on from small and medium sized enterprises because um, that is fundamental in getting the message out yeah. that this, this, this industry is about small, medium enterprises. It's largely made up of that in Europe. Being said many times, the average size of a pest control company in Europe is about three to four people. Yeah. Um, we estimated on some recent work that we've done that we think there's around about 40,000 pest management companies within Europe, um, just from simple uh, basic mathematics. Um, and um, that, you know that, that isn't re- that that isn't represented enough within SEPA directly. Yeah. Um, does that help? Does that answer it? I hope so. I think it does. I'm 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 gonna write the individuals that uh, prefer to uh, stay anonymous. Um, mm-hmm. I'll write them an email or I'll send them a link with with our interview so they can check whether it did. But in my eyes, yeah. did. <laughs> good. Um, super. So we we talked about the past five years. Uh, so how the next five years are going to look like was another question that I received. So what is I mean, um, as I also understood it, a lot of uh, the statutes and and things that you need lawyers for uh, have been yeah. changed in the depth. So that's that's yeah. Well, that's all done. That's all the tedious stuff. Yeah, exactly. bathroom stuff. So, so what are we going to make it make? Yeah. Easier? So 
so so exactly so there's two aspects really to, to, to running any association or organization like this there's the part which is the bit that is about what i call keeping the buses running on time mm. there's the general administrative work which actually is extremely time consuming um believe it or not but that side of things that runs relatively smoothly now um and the organization itself um uh, it, it, it it's um it has, a, it has a functioning website. It can always be improved. It has a secretariat and answer queries, etc., and all that side of things done. But our main, main ambitions um, are um, uh, getting official recognition for our industry. Yep. Anybody that's followed anything about SEPA knows that is fundamental to what we're trying to do. So um, you've got that's the strategy, if you like. And then we have all of the tactics around how we're going to do that. So we have some really interesting projects that um, uh, we're engaging on at the moment. Um, first of all, the standard, which was launched, I think, probably maybe what, six years ago now, something like that. The, that's the SEPA certified standard. So that has um, uh, that's been a slow burn. Let's be honest. In some countries, it's been taken up very well, very rapidly, mm-hmm. um, and in other countries, it hasn't been. And there's a whole raft of reasons why that is the case. Mm-hmm. And some of them are political. <clears throat> some of them are simple lack of will um, or, or lack of interest. Um, but. Despite that slow burn, we're up to around about 750 to 800 certified companies in Europe. Right. Um, and I think there is almost no country now in Europe that doesn't have some level of, uh, some, some companies, doesn't have a certified company that operates within there. Some have in the hundreds, um, some in the sort of 20s or 30s. Yeah. Um, and, and, like I say, I'm not going to go into the details of why it's been taken up in some countries and not others because it's just complicated. And yeah, it, it is. Um, but the key behind getting those that that level of companies certified in there was was part of the overall tactics in terms of our lobbying. So mm. we can now turn around and say, look, across Europe, there's a network of companies that are all independently audited that meet this minimum standard, this SEN standard. So it's it's not it's not it's not the standard that uh, we've invented. It's a standard that's been ratified at a European level. And therefore that leads then into saying, well, okay, th- this, this is, is effectively what a professional pest management company should look like and how they should operate. So what can we do with that? Once we've, once we've got that, that, that there, um, you know, do we just sit and rub our hands and go, oh, aren't we good? You know, this is great. We've, yeah. you know, we've got a standard, we've got so many people in there and let's just count the numbers and, no, that's simply not good enough. So we needed to take it to the next level. And, and really, a lot of the thought process has been, how can we do that? Um, and one of the projects that um, we're launching now, which we're hoping to get European funding for, and this will uh, um, th- this will happen almost 99.9% certain mm-hmm. um, in the next year or so, is we've been looking at how we can use super certified companies that by definition employ the IPM strategy, integrated pest management strategy, as laid out in our memorandum of understanding, which um, you know, if anybody hasn't seen or heard of it yet, um, then I suggest they go on the website and look at it. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's a, it's a three city strategy where we are going to hopefully um, demonstrate 
our integrated pest management approach um, will um, uh, uh, the integrated pest management approach to pest control will demonstrate how controlling a rodent population, because we're going to speak specifically to rodent populations, is far more successful than simply employing a, uh, uh, a strategy of, um, in essence, uh, a biocide-based strategy mm -hmm. only. Um, this is being done through SEPA. There will be a tender. There will be a tender process that goes out, and it's going to be run through the national associations. So national associations in the country will be looking to put bids in, looking to employ companies within city regions. Uh, everything will be explained. It'll all come out. But this project, at the end of it, what we hope to do is to show, look, this is how, this is the difference between what a professional pest management company and the <clears> results <throat> it can do, as opposed to just just, just simply saying, oh, well, but effectively a bar side user. That's what yeah, they exactly. do. Um, so that's um, something really exciting that we're working on at the moment. Um, uh, the other area that we are um, uh, developing more, which is in our IPM and our MOU, is simple direct lobbying within Brussels itself. Um, and this is, a, this is obviously a, a key tactic in, in gaining that recognition um, of uh, uh, professional pest management as a, as a, as a service in its own right. Um, the whole SEPA itself it, it, it is a giant lobbying body. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, you, whether people see the newsletters, we, we have a, a, a weekly newsletter that we send out. Um, that go, yeah, um, and that's that's um, uh, that's not just for the industry because you know we don't want to be navel gazing. This is a newsletter that's going out to over three and a half thousand influential people wow. within Europe every single week. Um, the website um, uh, is constantly being developed, um, but again, this is budgetary restrictions. We, we have to work with an extraordinarily small budget, so what we can only do what we can do uh, within that sphere. Um, we have the, the various working groups. Um, the one working group um, is the professionalization working group that is trying really hard to, to, to achieve something that uh, um, uh, may prove impossible, but if it does, then so be it. But we'll, we, nobody will say that we can't, we haven't tried to actually put, put together uh, a universally recognized level of uh, training, um, standard training that every country across Europe can say that is the benchmark. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. That they're working on that. As I said, that we've got the scientific committee that's working on the three three city strategy, and we also have an, another working group that's constantly looking at how we can put the right message across in terms of what we talked about earlier, which is um, uh, we're not killers, we're carers. Yeah. Um, uh, so all sorts of really good groups that people can get involved in, and like I say, for a relatively small annual fee, your voice will count in this organization as much as uh, uh, the largest companies um, that we're all familiar with. Yeah, good. I think that puts an answer to that question. Um, I'm definitely going to uh, forward that one to the one person that uh, honestly asked that one or is asking me that oftentimes. Uh, I think that was a brief five-minute uh, overview of what the next five years or what can be expected from the next five. Also, I just um, typed down, we're not killers, we're carers uh, as a quote because I really thought it was again, hitting the nail on the head. So um, pretty good analogy to what we've earlier discussed with, with the doctor analogy. So 
Super, thank you for that. Um, okay, the next one is impact on our industry. Honestly, I think we have uh, checked that one. Um, so yeah, the next one we um, we already also briefly touched, which was national associations and their hand in SEPA. What kind of hand or role do national associations play? You already said it's not. We're not a confederation. We yeah. are an association. Um, association, but, yeah. Uh, so from my point of view, as a German, um, we do have various associations, some smaller, some minor, some better known, some not so well known, um, operating only locally in areas or counties, etc. But um, they do not overly communicate what SEPA does. In fact, I do believe uh, they barely do so. Uh, the ones, the major ones that I am in touch with do not really explain to their members what SEPA does and or how can they actually help um so so why is that i guess that has been the core of the question because uh, i know who asked uh, asked me that one or uh yeah okay um uh, yeah the simple fact we, we said it before is is you know you're 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 a you're a sole trader or working in a small company two or three people you may have come across sepa purely by the sepa standard um and that's all you know about sepa so, well SEPA is or was, as we said, national associations. Um, the national associations that are members of SEPA have access to all of the information um, and everything that SEPA does directly, and, and it's all sent through them. We are reliant on those national associations um, to pass that, um, uh, that, that that information down to their membership. Yep. Um, uh, we don't. We don't. You know, it, it wouldn't be. It'd be the wrong use of any budgets that we do have to be going direct to individual countries, national association members. And frankly, it wouldn't be correct anyway, because that would be seen as stepping on their toes, mm. um, understandably so. And we're not we're, we're, one of the criteria for, for being a member of SEPA is you have to be a member of your national region association mm. that is a member of SEPA. Um, so um, which is worth worth repeating. Um so yeah, it is a frustration of mine when I hear, um, oh, well, I, you know, I, I'm a member of uh, a, a national association, but I have no idea what SEPA does. Um, and this, there is this completely wrong impression, I think, that some people get that it is, uh, uh, you know, uh, some sort of higher level only for the big corporates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, just a big corporate level thing where they're just feathering their own nest. No, it's not at all. It, it's all, I mean, I run a small medium enterprise. I would not waste my time sitting in an organization that was simply out there just to drive forward the, uh, um, uh, the, 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 the benefits, the perceived benefits for, for bigger companies. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, everything filters down. We are reliant on those bigger companies because they have the budgets and they have the money and they're the ones that are prepared to put some of that, their money in, 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 into SEPA to get, to, to get the message across for uh, everybody so that is yeah very yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Or, you know, um, no i mean i'm going to defend big business here as a small enterprise you know that that, that they um uh without them and without their input both financially and actually in terms of a lot of the work that gets done um uh around the working groups etc with that it, we we wouldn't have any an organisation at all that represents our interests in in, uh, in Brussels. So you know, rather than criticising uh, you know the, these companies for um, uh, I've had it before where you know they've seen a uh, on the website being sponsored or, or yeah. supported by it there. Frankly, you know, um, 
and I speak as as a small medium enterprise company. Frankly, we should be we should be th- we should be saying thank you um, uh, because they don't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is their label. Some people are you know um, bound by that, but it, in in the end, uh, for our organization, it's altruistic. It is. Actually- well, it, it, it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're, they're not. They're, they're not. They're not. They're not pumping money in. Because, for you know, it benefits them as well. Um, but 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 if anybody's thinking that, that there's some big conspiracy behind uh, behind the work that they put in to try and um, stamp out competition, uh, no, that is, I can assure all of your viewers, that is not the case. Exactly. Good. I think that, that answers that one pretty good. Um, the next one is actually about lobbying uh, and the lobby work uh, you, we, us, SIPA does in the EU for our industry. You already touched on that, so we might as well answer. Yeah, that. yeah, but I think it's worthwhile saying that um, in the last sort of three to four years, thanks thanks to our secretariat, we're lobbying at a very senior level within the EU institution. Um, and we have some pretty influential people now that are supporters of SIPA. Um, one area that I really would like to mention um, uh, is um, the Committee of the Regions, yeah. which is effectively one down from the Parliament that give 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 our industry, um, and I say our industry, it's not SEPA, it's our industry, they give us the benefit of their buildings in Brussels to hold our meetings in. So we actually meet in an EU institution buildings, which gives us a lot more credibility than meeting in some backstreet hotel. hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, having their support, I think, as well in terms of our three city project, um, because effectively, for those that aren't aware, in my layman's terms, the, the committee of the regions is, is, the, is representative of the mayors, if you like, of, 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 of regions within countries within Europe or in the UK, we have boroughs, um, that kind of thing. So, so um, uh, uh, yeah, you know, that that we're known <laughs> and we never nobody knew who the hell we were five years ago in brussels i can tell that you that our industry even existed yes which would have put us in a difficult place when at one time um somebody without our interference would have decided something that would have had an you know immense uh, output or uh, you know a transformation uh, for our uh, industry uh, without us being able to at least interfere so um, yeah i mean we get invited to we get invited to sit on numerous uh, bodies um, uh, and put our and put our opinions forward um, uh, and positions forward and raise the importance of what we do um, because people often that are making decisions are by their very nature completely detached from the actual um, importance or the job itself. And, uh, and, and, you know, we've, we've had experience of it before where, where decisions are made without the proper consultation and um, only a few years down the line or even less than that, we see the consequences of it. Exactly. So we are being heard. We are. We got to be somebody that is on the list and will be asked. And no, uh, you know, we are just known that uh, this is our work. Uh, we are uh, operating our work in these industries, and um, it is for the sake of X, Y, that. And we can interfere when there are decisions made upon anything uh, legislative uh, that could. Um, uh, you know, touch of uh, the, the work that we currently do. Off, well, they do. They, they, you know, they come to us, and, and this is where um, it's very important that we come right back to where we started about this distinction between bioside users and professional pest controllers. Yeah. Um, bioside users have their own lobbying bodies. They have mm-hmm. CEFIC, 
which people may be familiar with. That that's where biocides and that's where the discussion happens. Mm -hmm. um, if we're just simply seen as being part of that group, um, then we don't make the argument. Um, uh, 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 for, for the importance of our industry as a whole, we're just making an argument for saying we want bar sides. We make we make the argument for saying professional pest management is a vital industry for protecting public health. Yeah. And and it's some, some I know people say, oh, that that is one and the same thing. It's it it, it really isn't. It is yeah. not the same thing at all. Um, we are um, we are not. We're, we're not professional pest managers, we're not side users, we are professional pest managers. And that is the root of our lobbying. Exactly, yeah. I really hope that a lot of people are gonna watch this because this needs to be you know, the core thinking process of everybody that has in mind what SEPA does or you know, why we spend so much of our time um, doing and fighting for what we do, um, everybody included. All right, well, what an exciting interview. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. And um, I gotta say, we're continuing next week. It was a long interview, so we split it into halves and next episode is gonna go live next week. And uh, bear with me because next week, in my honest opinion, um, there are some really, really cool key points that we're gonna discuss together. So stay tuned and see you next week. Bye-bye.